Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. I'm here with Chris Gross of Frito Nation Productions. Thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. It's really good to have you back. I'm happy to be here. I mentioned last week, all you got to do, go back, listen. I, I had an imbalance in my life. And I realized the imbalance was not being able to record these episodes. And I'm starting to get, you know, my mojo back, I think. You just needed some Lindsay in your life. That's right. That's right. And and by the books. By and the this, books. Is, this is what I say to people. Like me or hate me, you will never forget me. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yes. I, I can back that up 100%. Yeah. Yes. No. So, yes, you just need some Lindsay in your life. So I want to talk about auditing, our favorite topic, right? Fun. Yeah. You can see I even brought, well, I don't know if you can see it on the on the video, but I brought my computer for this episode. Okay. Now, normally I come with nothing. You know this. It's all in here. She's getting it all out of the brain. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know how well that works for me, but that's how, <laughs> that's how I roll. But today I have my computer. Yes. Because I opened up to our, our practice management software that we use for our clients' bookkeeping. And I've opened up what we call our monthly review. Now, I'm going to probably call it auditing quite often here. I'm not even going to try not to say it here. But I understand that what we're doing in the bookkeeping world is not auditing as we think of it like the sec for example requires that public companies be audited they have audited financial statements that's not what we're talking about today i'm just talking about an audit that business owners can do for their own books Mm -hmm. for their own purposes right we're not talking about the sec required audit kind of stuff so I basically want to equip business owners in how they can review their own books and see if there's problems. I'm going to walk through our monthly review process. And this is the process that we do at Secline after every bit of the bookkeeping is done, right? We're all done. We're ready to do the financials, but we do this last review just to check everything. That's what I'm going to talk about. So exciting, right, Chris? So let me let me ask you a question. So there's probably some people watching this who go, yes, I know I need to be audited and I understand that. What about the person who would say, who would ask you, why do I need to do this? What's your answer? Well, first of all, listen to the episode, the last episode Chris and I did where we talk about the balance sheet and why that's like the polar star. And why, if something gets messed up in your books that alters your balance sheet incorrectly, it doesn't just go away. It continues to follow you because those balance sheet balances are cumulative of everything that's happened since the beginning of your business until now. They're cumulative. It doesn't Mm -hmm. go away. So the reason why this process matters is for accuracy's sake. So that when you file your taxes... If you, heaven forbid, get audited, um, <laughs> when you go to apply for loans, and even for your own management decisions, that you're actually looking at accurate numbers. 
So there's a lot of reasons why you want to make sure you're right on everything. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Honest, accurate bookkeeping. <laughs> That's yes. what we're about here. All right. So when we're done with bookkeeping and we're doing our final review, the first thing we're doing is to verify that all the transactions have been entered. That's <laughs> like 101, right? Yeah. Is everything in there? Seems like a pretty simple step to Yeah, accomplish. so that's the first thing. Yeah. Is everything been entered? In QuickBooks Online, which is what we're using, um, we have what's called the bank feed where it's attached to the bank accounts and it gets mm -hmm. those transactions get downloaded automatically. So we'll go to the bank feed just to make sure there's nothing sitting in there that has not yet been coded. So that's the first thing is everything entered. Then next thing, investigate any outlier transactions. This is any transactions that are out of the ordinary, weird amounts, just something doesn't look right. Right. If you see that every single month I've been paying $200 for my cell phone and then this month it was 400. Yeah. Okay. In that category. Yeah. Why? It's probably a good idea to investigate that a little bit. Figure out, did something get coded as telephone expense that actually should have been coded as office supplies? We're looking for things like that. Just kind of a review of all the income and expenses to make sure Everything was put mm. where it should have been put. Yeah. We have what's called a suspense account. Um, some people use the ask my accountant account. Um, it's basically an account that's for questions, right? Yeah. Something we just, for whatever reason, we can't figure out what it is um, or just some question about it, something we're waiting on. It will throw it in what we call the suspense account. So part of our process, the next step is to verify that everything is out of the suspense account that all those questions have been answered and everything's been coded and that it's zero. Then we go to the accounts receivables. Now accounts receivable is obviously anything that you've billed to customers that has not yet been paid. Okay. We find a lot of issues when we first take <laughs> on new clients, we find a lot of issues with their receivables Yeah. for various reasons. But oftentimes we'll open that receivable report and we'll show it to the business owner and they'll be saying, oh, no, no, that person paid or that that person. Yeah. So we're checking this on a monthly basis to make sure yeah. that the receivable balance is actually what the customers owe the business. Right, right. And if it's not, then we need to fix it. We need to find the problem. Yeah. And so what you're saying is sometimes they will have recorded that the income has been received but then they also leave it in the accounts receivable. Sometimes the reason this happens, this is what I see most often when this gets messed up, is they'll attach their bank account to QuickBooks so that the deposits automatically get downloaded into QuickBooks. And when they see the deposit in the bank feed, they'll code it as sales because it's for a sale. You know, that's a deposit yeah. from a customer check, right, right. right? So it gets coded to sales. What the problem with that is, is if they're using accounts receivable, that sale has already been registered because mm, yeah, they yeah. created an invoice, they sent the invoice to the customer, and when they created that invoice, that sale was registered in QuickBooks, right? So instead of mapping that deposit as a sale, which now has duplicated that sale, it should have been mapped to accounts receivable mm, and been okay. credited to that customer. Gotcha. Right. 
So, you know, going back to the M&M episode where we were putting the M&Ms yes. for assets, liabilities, and equity. So what they've done essentially is added two M&Ms to the equity section, two M&Ms to the, to the, the income, when in reality it should have been income and then accounts receivable, right. which okay. is an asset, right? All right. Once we got the AR worked out, we're doing what we call a faux reconciliation of all the banks, credit cards, loans, anything that has a source document where we can pull a monthly statement. We're doing a, a basically a fake reconciliation on it. That's our way of just looking to see is there, and by what I mean by fake is that we're not saving it. We're just going through the process. And the reason for that is so we can see, did the beginning balance get messed up since the last time it was reconciled? Are there any unclear transactions that are hanging out there that have been there for years or yeah. months that we need to question and say, okay, this vendor, probably that check got lost in the mail or they accidentally shredded it. You know, something happened where they didn't get their check. We're looking for things like that. We're also looking for any duplicate transactions. If something got accidentally entered twice, we need to make sure we mm, delete yeah. that, that extra one. So we're just looking for any change in the beginning balance, any erroneous, erroneous, unclear transactions, things like that. Then we're verifying the sales tax payable account. Um, if, if somebody has sales tax, we almost always find problems there. <laughs> Yeah, it's a thorn in our side. And as accounting professionals, I don't know a single person that enjoys dealing with sales tax. <laughs> it is just, I'm just going to say this sales tax sucks. Yeah, it just does. Um, why is it? Why is it such a big problem? Um, because it's not just completely cut and dry. First of all, one of the first things I do when I bring on a new client is introduce them to Steve Hannibit, who he's been on the podcast yeah, yeah. before. He only does sales tax. And so even if the, the prospective client who then turns into my client tells me, oh, well, no, we don't need to charge sales tax. We've already looked into it. I said, okay, let's just talk to Steve. Let's just tell him what you do. And he can give us a rundown of yeah. whether or not that is true. And if he says, you're right, you don't need to charge sales tax. Now you have an email from a CPA confirming that you're doing it correctly. So in the event yeah. anyone questions you, you have substantiation for why you're not charging it. But in the event that you actually should be charging sales tax on something you're doing, and sometimes there's some things that you don't have to and some ooh, things you do. Ooh, okay. And that's when it really yeah, gets get, complicated. Yeah. This, this came up the other day actually with a new client where it's like most of what they do is not taxable, but some of what they do is. So there are those things that you may have not thought about. Like for example, payroll services are in Texas. That's taxable but regular bookkeeping accounting services are not. Yeah. So you have to like separate those things right. and charge them differently. So that's the first thing about sales taxes. You have to really understand the law of your state 
And if you're dealing with multiple states, then it could be different depending (laughs) on where it's going. And all that has to be tracked. And then in Texas, we have to track by individual county. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because there's different sales tax rates for every location. So then it gets even more complicated because now we have to have a different rate assigned to each county. And it depends on where is the yeah. service provided or, you know, where is it being shipped? Yeah. So as I said, sales tax sucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're looking into this on a monthly basis because this can turn into a huge, massive yeah. mess. You do not want to let this go one month without really reviewing whether or not it's, yeah, it's been recorded correctly. Um, so let's just say you're charging it correctly. That doesn't mean it was recorded in your accounting system correctly. Right. And that's what we're checking for is what was collected. Is that actually what was remitted to the state? Is that actually what was recorded in, into the accounting system? All right. Then verifying payroll balances that can be a lengthy process. That one line item can require a lot of work sometimes because we're having to verify the balance sheet accounts that are payroll related. So that could be those tax accounts, which me and Jeffrey got into that in one of our episodes, Mm -hmm. drilling down on that 941 return. You have to do the 940 return. You have the unemployment taxes. You have the FICA Mm -hmm. taxes, right? Well, we got to make sure all those balances on the balance sheet Again, same thing with sales tax. We have to make sure what was collected from the employees' paychecks was actually what was remitted to the proper governmental authority, and that's what was actually recorded in the books. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Benefits, same thing. Um, We found actually a case recently with a new client we got. We figured out by doing this step right here that they were pulling more money out of an employee's paycheck than they were remitting to his retirement account. Oh, okay. And they had no idea because nobody was checking their balance sheet. Yeah, that's not good. So this is going back to the importance of checking the balance sheet. Yeah. Had we not checked the balance sheet, we would have never caught that mistake. But because we could not get the employee deductions to tie to what was being paid to the retirement account, we realized there was a problem. So they had to go back to this employee and say, do you want your money back or do you want us to just remit the rest of it to your retirement account? But that mistake would have never been caught. Apparently the employee wasn't checking it, which is interesting. So just to the employees, if you're an employee and you have deductions, make sure those deductions are actually being remitted properly. But on the employer side, you know, make sure you're checking that whatever's coming out of the paychecks is actually going to those different vendors sure all right then we have verify all transactions have a class if that's applicable because some people use a class system that's what it's called in quickbooks if you use some other software it might be called a category a tag you know there's various things that softwares call this kind of thing but basically if there's some kind of any kind of job tracking any tracking whatsoever that the customer needs to track profitability in different ways, make sure all the transactions have that filter on there. All right, then verify all transactions have a payee. 
I have seen so many issues arise because people don't put a payee in there. And I'm going to speak specifically to people that use QuickBooks Online because that's the software we use and the ones that I see the problems with. QuickBooks does not automatically populate a payee. So you like, got to do it yourself. You have to enter it yourself and you have to create the payees. So there, one reason where I've seen this come up as an issue is 1099 time. You're trying to do 1099s and submit them for all your vendors, but the payee wasn't put in there. Or it was put in differently every time you did it. Like maybe one time it was just the the first name and the last initial. And then the next time it was the full name, <laughs> right? So there's yeah. like five different vendors for the same person yeah. set up. Yeah. Five different payees set up in QuickBooks. And so the, it comes out with five different 1099s, even though it's all the same person. Um, or sometimes there was a payee put in and sometimes there weren't. So the 1099 is wrong because it's only picking up the ones that had that payee. Yeah. Um, so one thing we're doing is making sure a hundred percent of the transactions have a payee listed. Okay. And we're also looking to see, are there any duplicate, you know, maybe seven 11 was spelled out in one oh, yep. and then maybe somebody recreated it as just the number seven 11, right. you know, so we're going to combine those. We're looking for that too. All right. Then verifying owner equity transactions. Um, and this is something I mentioned in, in the last episode we recorded together that we will send it to the client and say, does this look accurate? And this is really, really important in cases where there's commingling of business and personal, <laughs> which again, yeah. don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Keep your personal stuff paid from personal accounts. Just pay yourself and then pay for your personal items out of personal accounts. Don't pay from your business accounts. I can't say it enough, but it is super important when that does happen that we check with the owner to make sure everything that we've put into that equity, either contributions or distributions, is legitimately personal and legitimately right. contributions right. to distributions. All right, then we're investigating any transactions that have a negative balance, because that's weird. Why, you know, in some cases it's legitimate, right? Like for example, if you have a negative balance in office supplies because you returned something to Office Depot, that's legitimately a negative balance. It's a negative expense because you got money back. Right. But if we see a negative, it's just a trigger to investigate, basically. It, it could be completely legitimate, but let's just verify that. Right, right. So we're looking at that. Then we're verifying that nothing has been coded to a header account. And this is probably just my OCD, but you know how there's, and I don't know if you know this, but there's header accounts and then there's sub accounts under those. So for example, you might have payroll expenses, but underneath that as a sub account, you might have officer payroll, office payroll, you know, sales payroll, whatever. Sure, you might sure. have it broken out. The header is payroll expense, and then you've got all that underneath it. So in those instances, we don't want to book anything to that header account. We want it to go to the lowest point it can. Sure. So that's one of those, just my OCD. <laughs> if I see something booked to a header account, I'm like, guys, no, yeah. no. But, but 
ultimately that gives you a better picture <clears throat> of your business doing it that way. Sure. And if you're doing it, you know, at the time, then it's now, if you got to go back and you got to redo it all, that might be a huge headache. But if you're doing it at the time, it's not going to take right. you well, that yeah, much extra and we're time. doing this on a monthly basis. And usually yeah. it's just one or two things that just, you know, somebody didn't realize that there was a, yeah. a sub account. And if you don't need the sub account, then why do you have it? You know? Yeah. And it may come down to, you know what? We don't need to take the time to separate this. So let's just combine them into one. Right. And then there is no header account. It's just all one account, you know, which is fine. But if you're going to take the time to create all those accounts, use them. So, and again, this is just that's my OCD. Yeah. There's not anything technically wrong with it. It's my OCD. Um, all right. Then we verify that the net income on the balance sheet matches the year-to-date net income on the income statement. Yeah. Now... <laughs> You would think QuickBooks, this would not be an issue because it's all computerized. But I have seen this actually be a problem. Okay, how does... Exactly, how? Yeah. Like, it's software. It's automatically calculating this. Like, there, there is no little elf back there, like, moving the numbers. <laughs> like, this, this should automatically happen. Yeah. yeah. But I actually saw this happen where it didn't match some kind of glitch in the system wow so even if you have accounting software check this double check yeah because the net and we've talked about this before we talked about this in a couple episodes you and i have done together how the net income on the balance sheet should match your year-to-date net income on your income statement if that bottom line of your income statement doesn't match your balance sheet there's something wrong. Now, there, there could yeah. be... First thing to check is, are the dates matching? Right. Make sure you're looking right. at the same time frame. Second thing to check is, are they both cash or both accrual? Because you yeah. could have one that's cash and one that's accrual, and that could be different. So make sure they're both cash or they're both accrual before you look at that, because that will be different if it's not. So, But if the time matches... And the method matches, and it's different. There is some kind of glitch. There's an issue. Yeah. So, anyway, that's one thing we check. Verify employee wages match the payroll reports. Okay. So, whatever your book says that you paid your employees, make sure it matches what your payroll company says you paid to those employees. This is another one that seems like... You shouldn't have problems there. You shouldn't. Yeah. But at the end of the day, somebody had to enter the payroll yeah. into the books. Right. And this is human error. I mean, this is not something a computer does. Sometimes, actually, sometimes people do have their payroll software company link with QuickBooks or whatever accounting software they use, and it automatically gets fed over. Okay. That does happen. But even in those instances, it still has to be mapped like you have to say, okay, this code on the payroll company side matches this account on the QuickBooks side. Right. So if it didn't get mapped properly, it's going to be wrong. Yeah. So you still want to check it, especially when you first set that up to make sure that it's coming over properly. 
All right, then verifying that the owner's salaries are coded to officer wages and not mixed with employee wages. There's a lot of tax ramifications to that. Make sure your officer wages, like your your owner, shareholder wages, partner wages, whatever you call yourself, make sure that is separated out. Sure. Separate from your employees' wages. You want to make sure your tax preparer sees that very clearly, that it is not incorporated and mixed in with everybody else. If you use QuickBooks to invoice, or if you use if you use the, the accounting software that you use to do all your accounting to invoice, we'll just say that. You want to verify that all your sales transactions are actually invoice transactions. Like make sure there's nothing listed in your sales. If you pull a sales report, this is what we're doing basically. We're pulling a sales report and we're checking the transaction type to make sure there's nothing in there that's not an invoice. So if we see deposit, probably what happened is someone coded a deposit to sales and they duplicated a sale because the invoice is in there and then the deposit was in there where the deposit should have been coded to accounts receivable. That yeah. issue that I talked about earlier. Yeah. yeah. So this is one of the checks that we do to make sure when we pull a sales report, everything says invoice. It doesn't say deposit or anything else. Now there are some instances. I'm going to put a little asterisk. We do have, <laughs> I think two customers where yeah. they don't invoice everybody. They invoice some people for certain things, but they don't invoice everybody. So this particular line item would not apply to them because they don't always use an invoice. Now, let's say the customer is using a third party software that you use for customer billing. That's not your accounting software. Typically, when that happens, there's an integration we have this happen quite frequently where there's a third party software, whether it be a dispatch software, um, a lot of trades, they'll have some kind of software that's relevant to their trade as an electrician or a plumber, what have you. And they'll integrate it with QuickBooks so that the invoices they create in that second software automatically flow to QuickBooks. Well, anytime you have an integration of any kind like that, whether it be to your payroll system, to your billing system, you need to make sure they match. So we do a reconciliation, basically pulling a report in that third-party software and pulling a report in QuickBooks to make sure they're identical. And how often do you think they're identical, Chris? Um, Not that often. (laughs) Not that often. Yeah. Usually what happens is something gets changed on one side or the other after it was synced. Yeah. And oftentimes the change doesn't get put over into the other system. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, this is super important because especially if you're accepting customer payments on the other software, it's not going to match what actually went into your bank because you changed something over here. (laughs) They paid something. The customer paid something different from what actually cleared the bank. Right. And if you don't reconcile those two systems, you're going to have a big mess on your hands. And we have seen that happen many times and have had to clean up those messes. (laughs) All right. Verify all expenses are coded to the correct expense account. 
and check for consistency in coding. And this is kind of basically goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Just make sure we're, we're going through all the expenses to make sure if we coded telephone to telephone expense that we've always coded it for the past 12 months or yeah. however long we go back that it was always coded to telephone expense, that it wasn't coded to utilities, you know? So just making sure we have consistency in our coding. And that seems like a place where you could um, just without thinking, make an easy mistake. Cause you, yes. you'd say, Oh, well telephone fits in utility without thinking about, well, the past right. 10 months I've put it in right. telephone. Right. Yeah. And that's usually stuff like that where somebody, you know, especially if you have multiple people doing the bookkeeping, you have somebody put it in utilities. You have somebody put yeah. it in telephone. <laughs> they're right, not right. there's nothing wrong with it but we want to be consistent so it's always going to the same place yeah and at the end of the day if you don't care about seeing that itemized just combine it just make it <laughs> utilities and put everything there you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah i mean that kind of stuff is really just based on how granular the the business owner wants those reports to be all right. And that essentially brings me to the end of our review this is i literally read verbatim yeah what we do when we review the books before right. before we create the reports this is our process did you know there was this much i i didn't work? but it seems thorough is the word yes. the word i would use there's not going to be anything that's going to slip through here if I you're going not. step by step but i will say this this is always a work in progress my staff loves it when i'm like all right we need to add another <laughs> item to our list because if i see something yeah i'm turning it into a system <laughs> <laughs> so it's a work in yeah. progress but to that you've put this together based on your experience of yes. going through and reviewing it. I guarantee you every single one of these, we have at least one story of why yeah. this came into existence because we cleaned up a mess. Yeah. And so for a business owner, if you're looking to do something similar, you're trying to find those main pressure points when you're reviewing yourself, this is the place you want to start because these are the places that you've seen problems mm -hmm. with your clients. Yes. Yeah. And this is, in many of these cases, places where people have paid, had to pay a lot of money to get it cleaned up. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of this is not just simple. It's usually a tangled mess, yeah. sometimes involving government entities mm. or payroll right, right. or sales tax or it can turn into a huge mess. Yeah. So I, I just had this thought based off of this episode that we did and the most recent episode that you and I did together when we're talking about the balance sheet is the reason we're seeing these problems. Do you think it's mostly because there's business owners who are, they're just flying by the seat of their pants or trying to do it quickly? Or is it just, there's a, do you think there's a lack of knowledge about paying attention to all of these very detailed things until it comes to the point where yeah, I should have done it, and now I've got to pay somebody to fix well, it. Well, I will say, first of all, not many people know. Like, if I told you to go audit your books, yeah. would you have known no, to put no. this together? Oh, you wouldn't know, unless yeah. you're in this field. And I will say this, there's even bookkeepers that don't yeah. do this, yeah. that don't even know to do this, right? So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say I am extra. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like extra level OCD here. Yeah. Most bookkeepers are not doing this list. I'll say that. Um, so no, I would not expect the average business owner, you know, unless they're actually in the accounting field yeah. to understand or know to do this. I don't even do my own bookkeeping. Yes. Yeah. But to that point, <laughs> and I think that's kind of what I was driving at is that's why you need a professional set of eyes looking at your books. Because if not, you've, and again, like I said on the last episode, I don't say this to attack any, any current business owners because I think it happens to every single one. If you don't have a professional looking at it, there's going to be something that's screwed up that's going to need to be fixed. I, in every case, every client that we've gotten, every new client, we have yeah. at least something. It may not be much in some cases, right. but we've always had right. something to clean up. Yeah. Sometimes it's just an hour or two of work. But in some cases, it's a massive mess. Yeah. Involving a yeah. lot of different things. And it's like a huge ball of Christmas lights that yeah. you're trying to untangle. Yeah. yeah. You know how that goes? <laughs> there has been some instances where we have suggested we, we probably just need to start from scratch. Let's go back to the last tax return you filed. Oh, wow. We'll enter wow. that as the beginning balance and we'll go just from start from scratch because it was going to take so much time to unravel the the Christmas lights. <laughs> it's like when you're trying to pull a knot through and then yes. you find another knot yes. that's too big to pull through. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get it. <laughs> So I wanted to do this episode so that, you know, even if you don't understand all of this, if you'll just check a few of these things, even if you have a bookkeeper, your bookkeeper doesn't necessarily know to do these things. Check a few of them. Yeah. Just to have some, just some idea of how is this person actually doing with my books? And that might be a good thing to, to say, when you're trying to find a bookkeeper is going to them and saying, Hey, is this something that's how often do you check on this? What important should I, how often should I be checking this? And their answers could tell you whether or not this is the right bookkeeper for you. Yeah. And I've given pointed questions specifically about your balance sheet to weigh how much, how important do they yeah. find the balance sheet? Cause I mean, listen to that episode yes. that Chris and I did about the balance sheet last time we recorded together that's really part one of this and that is so important you need to make sure whoever's doing your bookkeeping understands the importance of it that's 101 in my opinion anyway so yes. all right hopefully this was helpful yeah. um i hope business owners will get a lot of um valuable tips from this and how if you do try mm -hmm. to attempt to audit this on your own this is this is the process that should be done before it goes to your tax preparer i will yeah. say that for okay. sure at least once a year but preferably once a month all right so how can people find you chris if they want to do podcasting yes um would love to have a conversation with you even if you're just thinking about it um you can reach out to us uh check us out freedomnation.live or email me chris k-r-i-s at freedomnation.live and i'm lindsey klein with the klein honest accurate bookkeeping performed on time if you would like someone that actually takes this time <laughs> to do all this reviewing every month we do it it is yeah. on our workflow for every client every month Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. You can find us at sakline.com, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. 
Thanks for joining us, everyone. Until next time, have a great week. By the Books is presented by Secline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Secline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit secline.com or email info at secline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.